is Nothing Coherent. I'm Brandon. I'm Zach. Um, welcome to our My Hero Season 4 review. We've been wanting to talk about this season for a while, but we agreed we'd wait till it wrapped up so we could kind of yep. see where everything left off and see what we were what we were working with. Because we both, I've read the manga up to date. I don't know how far you are I am, at this point. I am actually right where Season 4 ended in the manga. I, I okay. just got to all the stuff in the final episode. Like, I'm, I'm right past that. So, like, I've met now, Hawks, I've met... Like, I, I know, like, that they did just named Endeavor the number one hero and everything. I need to keep reading to just stay ahead for season five. But um, yeah. I, I'm caught up manga-wise with uh, the season, so. No, just quick impressions, because this is going to be a very spoiler-centric episode. Right. Uh, I love the season. I think the arcs in it are both really strong. Granted, we'll talk more about the second one, because it's a hard follow-up. Right. The first like, overhaul was so good. Yeah, I agree. But, overhaul is uh, just the absolute best. So to me, like it is hard to come back from that, you know. Uh, but they did what they could with the um, festival arc, cool. and I and it yeah. looked good. That's the main thing. Like, um, but first impressions, I don't think that they're gonna be able to top some of the moments in the overhaul arc for a while. Like. Well, and we'll talk more about this. I think there's a lot of discussion. Well, I'll talk when we get to the end. Uh, yeah. I think this season has, I was sending a friend some of my moments because we were discussing favorite moments of the series. Right. And favorite episodes. And for me, it was really hard because this, this season ends on a really high moment. A holy crap. Right. That was amazing. Like the last episode, which we'll talk about later, is such a amazing endpoint. That some people are arguing if it's the best episode of the series, and I don't agree with that. And that's what I was talking with a friend about. Yeah, but I don't. Even I don't have either, that argument. But it, it's up there. But even to have that argument of there are a few episodes in this season that are, I, in my opinion, some of the best episodes right. of the season. And so, as we're going to do this, I think season four is a great, another great season. Like, the I show think it's probably really... the best one so far. I think so. I, I I think I'd agree with that. I would need to go back and think about all of them. Yeah, again. that's true. There's I, 88 I episodes of this anime that. now. So yeah, we're we ended off 88. Yes, 88 was the and final I do have, episode. I have an episode list here. So anyone who's like, why does he keep like looking over here and moving? It's because I'm trying to like keep us on track, so we're not just talking about moments. So let's yeah. let's kick in. So I promise we won't do full episode by episode. But episode one was filler and it had a good right. moment. Um. The first episode had the moment with the journalist. That's all filler, but the moment with him talking with Deku. Right, at the um, very about end. Knowing that there is, you know. There's a hope that's coming. Yeah, a new symbol is coming. And mm -hmm. so it's easy for him to keep keep the faith. And that was, I thought, a good moment. Right, Not I thought so too. I thought that was pretty strong. I was like, yeah, okay. The rest of the episode wasn't great. But well, it was just the reminder of like who these characters are, what their quirks are, where we're at in the story. Didn't really need to happen, but for anybody who's not watched My Hero, it kind of helps you understand what's going on, so it served its purpose. Right, and, I mean, there's a year gap between each season, and so every right. season starts with a recap episode, which is fine. Does it suck? Yeah, because it wastes one of our episodes. But mm -hmm. I would rather them do the recap at the beginning instead of having constant flashbacks. <clears throat> so, like, oh, this is who this character is. So, right. that one's kind of pointless. But episode 65 or two, I'll try 
we'll figure this out. Um, kicks it off with Overhaul. We meet Overhaul. Right. Um, he meets the League of Villains. That opening scene where he takes out. Um, oh my gosh, who does he take out? Uh, the Magnet guy. Yes, Overhaul. he he just immediately destroys him. Like yeah, just touches and, him and he just explodes. And I was like, oh. We're, we're at a whole different, like, level of power at this point. Like, everything right, we've seen chose... at this point, like, the heroes can sort of handle, and it's like, how do you fight this guy? Like, and some of your best heroes are, like, out of commission right now. You know, like, All Might's basically retired. Endeavor's, like, way too busy to handle something like this. And, like, we get an idea of just, like, how dangerous these people are, and they're... And they take out one of the, like, big villains from the League of Villains. You're like, okay, these guys are not messing around, like, right off the bat. Like, this is where the focus is going to be. I loved the introduction of Overhaul. I did, too. And I thought that was a good stepping point to be like, this villain is not like the other villains he is. He's Mm -hmm. here to kill. Like, he will kill. And so I thought that was a good – they each – they each took a loss on their side. Uh, Compression lost his arm as well, if you remember. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I thought that was all cool. And then the last part of that episode was where Deku meets uh, Mirio, and then they go meet Night Eye. Yes. Um, which then leads into the next episode, which is Deku versus Night Eye. Um, right, and we get to I learn about episode... Night Eye's quirk. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought that episode was all right. I liked at the end where Night Eye realizes that Deku maybe could have done something, but was avoiding hitting any of the um, All Might stuff on the walls. Or right, crowd. because of Final out of respect for All Might, he would intentionally change course to not damage like a poster or a cardboard cutout or a book or anything about All Might. And like, that's just great foreshadowing for later regarding Night Ice Quirk, regarding Deku. But um, yeah, I thought that the introduction to Night Eye was okay. I kind of got like a king kai kind of thing where goku meets king kai in dragon ball he's like you have to make me laugh and i was like okay i'm yeah. getting a very similar vibe here and i love when um deku does his um all might face and he's like i'm izuku midoriya and i'm like okay this is pretty funny and it's like the most obscure impression of him too is like this one time when he jumped in a river or something right uh, the, the, the kid's quirk like turned the river into something and when he came out his face looked weird Right. So different um, and odd, and, like, you would have been like, this never happened, but it did, so, of course, Deku right. knows about it. Then the next episode was uh, Night Eye saying, yeah, I'll accept you, Deku, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let you in here, but I don't think you should be the holder of one for all, that it should be Mirio, because, in his big thing, Night Eye does the jokes because he believes the symbol should be somebody who can make people smile. Right. And you learn in the next episode, which is the one we're moving into, um, you see more of, like, Night Eye's, like, history, how he was an All Might fan. Um, we learn more about, like, how he looked into All Might's future and saw, um, you know, All Might's demise, which caused him to go a little more crazy trying to protect All Might over and over again. Right. Trying to get him to pass on the court. Um, in this episode, we also, Deku and Mirio meet Overhaul and Eerie, or Aerie. Yes, and I, I really like this episode a lot because you you see two different responses to what they should do in the situation. Mirio is like, we can't do anything because if we do, 
we're gonna never find out what's really going on and Deku is like <laughs> no we need to save this little girl that's all that matters and I'm like and I'm like I'm like on one hand I agree with both of them like you have to you have to do the right thing but sometimes doing the right thing could lead to more problems in the future so they have to just hold back and not go after overhaul right now right and i think it mirrors in i i think it mirrors that deku has been trained by all might who all might would have rushed that situation yep where night eye trained mirio and mirio knows to wait and that's what night mm-hmm. was good at is he knows to wait he knows when to strike but deku who all might's been training would have just rushed it would have right. fought overhaul there so that's that's an interesting point of view to see them in that perspective. And we also get the big moment at the end where Deku promises to change fate to stop All Might from dying, which he's not, we'll see. He's the, he's the, he's the mentor character of the anime. We, we know what happens to mentor characters in anime. Usually I don't want to talk about it, but we know like, I don't want it to be, but I mean, eventually it's going to have to happen. Um, so then the next episode is we see some of the other heroes working with their agency. We see uh, yep. uh, Uohara, no, Uraka, and, uh, oh my gosh, Sue, working with uh, the dragon girl. I can't remember what her name is. Uh, and the 10th ranked hero, yes. Yeah, and then um, Red Riot working with Fat Gum. And we see uh, Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. We see the first time he uses Unbreakable. And yeah. I thought that was... That's such a cool moment. I love the Unbreakable form. Yeah. Especially how they animated it, too. I hope that they um, use that more often in the future. Oh, I do, too. I thought that was one of the biggest um, letdowns of the movie, was not using it. Yeah, they they didn't really capitalize on that, because we just saw that moment in Season 4, so it was a big deal. And it's like, right. okay, like at some point, he's going to perfect that, and he's just going to be able to use that form like all the time. I hope. Like, yeah, we also in that episode at the beginning, I missed this. Um, that's when uh, Shigaraki meets with Overhaul to kind of talk out a deal for them to work together after they're right. falling out. And he gives um, Togata and Twice to um, Overhaul. As he like doesn't a sign do them yet. Thing. Not yet, that's later. Right. But he asks for them. He's like, here's the deal I want. I want these two. Or he wanted three. But he said, I can't give you three, because he wanted um, he wanted the guy that could teleport. Right. And he wanted twice and her, and then he's like, well, I'll give you those two. And so, we, right. but we don't, that, we'll get back to that in a little bit. But that was kind of just, their conversation ends, we don't know what happens. And then, yeah, we move into the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, after that is when we move into the heroes talking about, the heroes gather at Night Eye, they form out the plan, they talk about the bullets. Um, which we skipped over, the bullets that can take out quirks. Right. Currently, at the time, they're temporary. They temporarily stop a quirk. Right. Um, when it was like a day or so with, um, oh my gosh, what's the third year student? The um, one who can, whatever he eats. Right. I can't um, remember his name now. See, the oh problem is, I can remember hero names, but not their actual names as much. But I, I genuinely can't remember his name and i thought he was one of the coolest introductions in the season and now i'm drawing a blank um oh what is it um sun eater sun eater yes because um when he comes in he's got like 
the talons of like a chicken and like the arm of an octopus and like some other like animals. I can't uh, remember, but like I was like, that's a really cool quirk. Yeah. Um. So that the next that episode we're talking about is just really it's them kind of laying out mm-hmm. the plan of here's what's gonna happen, and then uh, Deku and Midoriya are both like, we will rescue Aerie at all costs. Yep. And then the next episode is where they're told they're going to make the move at any point. And so it's that moment. There's a really cool moment, or not cool, a really sweet moment with Ida, Midoriya, and Todoroki at the lunch table mm-hmm. um, just talking. And Midoriya is just crying, and they can tell that he's like, which he's always crying, but they can tell that he's yeah. like upset. And Ida's just like, you can talk to me about anything. And he just starts bawling his eyes out, knowing that he can't tell them what's about to happen. Right. But... Just that moment of support, which then leads into that night they get the text. They're like, "We're moving," and so they all had to rush out and go. Right. Because um, it was it's Raka, Sue, uh, Midori, Red Riot, and Deku, and they all move out with right. the upper class. <clears throat> which then that episode where they're charging the building, we see Night Eye had used this quirk on somebody else to see exactly how to get down to the the basement, um, and so that was all that episode was, which I thought was a good episode. A lot of these episodes, in the moment, I didn't like because it was like, well, I just want to get the next big thing. Right, you just want to get to the fights. You want the action. But watching it all together now with everything just laid out, like, and you don't have to wait a full week for the next episode, it's a lot more enjoyable. Because even I was getting frustrated. Right, I remember. Because you were like, Okay, in like an episode or two, this is when it's going to happen. And then it would be like four episodes later, we'd finally get to the fight. And I was like, okay, I've been waiting a month to finally get to the real action here. Um, And that's where we're at now. They're raiding this compound over the next couple of episodes. um, And they all get separated by different villains with different quirks. I believe there's one that can like readjust the walls, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Um, And so moving into this... Um, the first fight is Sunnier. He fights the three henchmen. Yes. Um, three more, because I think there were, what, 11, 11 main members, 11 or 12 main members of the Hisekai, which is the, the Yakuza. Right. Um, he takes three of them on. Uh, one of them is he can eat anything, and I can't remember the other two quirks are, but it was a big thing for him to overcome them because they were, like, the perfect setup to fight against his quirk. So showing that he can overcome that was really cool. Watching his fight right. was a good start. I feel like it was a good introduction to be like, here's the rest of the fights that are going to come, that each right. one continually tops the next. Um, which it was just a good moment to see him do that. Fight, or there's eight bullets, sorry. He fights three of them, there are eight total. Right. Uh, and I thought that was a good episode. Right after that is um, Fat Gum and Red Riot, I believe. Which is, uh, yes, I... Love. Yeah. So this is where the group gets broken up into three parties. Mm-hmm. Or two, well, technically three. Mirio goes ahead. Right. And then Fat Gum and Red Riot get knocked to the basement. And then the rest of the team is up. Well, okay, there's some up above fighting. So there's like what five teams? Yeah. Two teams you have um, Sue and Yuraka and the hero with the dragon quirk. They're fighting on the surface against henchmen who are trying to get away. They're rounding them up with the police. Deku's with Night Eye. Mirio went ahead. Fat Gum and Red Riot are in the Red basement. Riot. And then yeah. Sun Eater is with the three other henchmen. 
So. Yeah, and so this episode, though, I actually I went back and rewatched moments that I remembered really liking the other day, mm-hmm. just to see if I still felt this way. This fight is one of my favorite moments of season four. Just, yeah. just the last. It's only like a minute long, but seeing Red Riot's flashback, seeing all of that was just such a cool mm-hmm. and interesting moment of seeing. You know, hey, his quirk starting out was just one part of his body. Only one part hardened to where now he can use his entire body to harden. Right. Very similar to Deku only being able to use a finger originally with one for all to, like, flick a baseball. Now he can control it well enough to be able to move and everything. Like, the the parallels are actually very similar for them learning the how to use their quirks. So it immediately makes you care more about Red Riot. And then, of course, you have an enemy that he can't really overcome because the two villains that are down there one has a shield and then one is just super strong like yeah and he had never been defeated in a fight until overhaul right Um, and that's why he like joined up with overhaul because he wanted to get strong enough to be able to defeat him and Mm -hmm. like he wasn't even really a villain he just loves to fight like yeah i was like he was he was an underground ufc fighter who yeah I actually Never really lost. liked that because, like, once he lost, he was like, okay, I've lost. Like, this is it. And I was like, because, like, he's battling Fat Gum, who, like, burns all his body fat. And, like. Right. Well, and we learn. So, in this fight, we learn Fat Gum's quirk, which is, you know, it's, it is an unbreakable. It is a shield. Mm-hmm. But every, all the damage he takes and the fat he has absorbs into energy that he can launch back out. And so it was a, that's my favorite moment is when he's like, I need a second to prepare this. Right. And out of nowhere, Red Riot, because Red Riot had already tried to use his Unbreakable and got knocked back. Mm-hmm. But learned to use it again, learned to use it stronger, and took the damage just long enough for Fat Gum to charge up. And that moment, I just love so much. Yes, it's really like, good. It is such a good moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's awesome to see a character, I might, well, not a minor, but not a major. Like, not one of the big five characters, I'd argue, but one of the lower ones. Yeah, I'd say he's, like, mid-tier. I'd say he's top of mid-tier. Right, but just there. to see him get a moment is awesome. And just to see yes. him, who I think has a cool quirk. I like the hardening quirk. Yeah. And to see that moment, I just love that. And then when Fat Gum charges back up, and ooh. Yeah, ooh. and then he becomes Hot Gum. <laughs> oh my gosh, Fit Gum is so attractive. I yeah. I'm not gay, but he's pretty hot. Like, yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> I remember you and I both thinking that um, after we both watched the episode. I was like, why did they make Fat Gum fat when he looks so good when he's skinny? <laughs> like, Well, I remember in the manga, I was like, oh, he looks he looks a little attractive. But in the anime, I was like, I was like, well, hold on. How hot, how hot is this guy? Like, right. And then, uh, but I like that, that his quirk is just like, he, I mean, he's fat, but like yeah. he uses it to his advantage. Yep, I thought that was pretty clever. The way that they come up with quirks is always fun. So moving out of that, um, which that episode is really just Red Riot's flashback. We Mm -hmm. see all that stuff, why he's a hero. Um, We see that Red Riot was another hero who vanished. Maybe we'll see manga theories are all over the place. But we see that Red Riot, you know, just disappeared. Um, It it was kind of this thing of like, well, what's going to happen? What is... Why is he called Red Riot? We see more about that. And so that was just really cool. Right. Moving on to that, we now get the episode where we see um, how Overhaul asked 
Toga, yeah, how he wants Toga and twice, and we see them do right. the thing where he's like, that we learned about the truth court where you have to tell the truth um, whenever the guy asks you a question. Right, which is and, a really cool one to me. Like, I would argue maybe, that would be a really cool series in itself. Like, if somebody had that power for like interrogating criminals and stuff, like that would be fun for like an anime, but. Unfortunately, he's a villain, so... Well, it reminds me of the, the mind control guy. Yeah. Who, it, it is that one bad day, and it's what Punisher said to Daredevil, one bad day and you're me. It's the yeah. one bad day and you become a villain. Like, and that's what he could have become. And so it's interesting to see him because the they're so similar of that. Right. They're both quirks that, because society views them in such a negative light, that you could become a villain just because of your quirk. Right. Just because your of how people can, view you. Your quirk can just make you a reject by society, and it's nothing you can control. Yeah. And so that was that was cool. So we move into that. They have a conversation. We learn everything about Twice and Toga's quirk. Mm -hmm. um, Red Riot talks with Rappa. Or no, sorry. Rappa talks to Fat Gum, who wants to heal up Fat Gum and Red Riot because he wants a rematch because they broke both his arms. Right. Uh, during that fight, and he was like, I, I just want to fight you guys because you're both so strong. Yeah. Um, and then we get more of their backstory. Um, I think this is where Toga and Twice break up the group to the two teams. Yes, this is that point. Has Night Eye's shirt been ripped open and gone from being a nerd to a total Chad yet? That That's in this episode, yeah, yeah. where he totally has the Chad bod, like, 12-pack. Yeah. You're not expecting that at all, but Night Eye just goes from being that nerd with a cool quirk to being, okay, you're kind of a beast. Like, who would yeah. have expected that? Because, like, he's more of a support character, if anything, but then it's like, oh, no, he's he's just as prepared for all of this. Um, but, yeah, they, they separate the two, and then they run off, like, because they um, get the guy with the wall-bending quirk to separate them, and then they escape, right? That's what happens. Yeah, they... they... They betray the Isekai because we see yeah. a flashback. Uh, Shigaraki, because they ask the question, they're like, "Did Shigaraki have a plan to betray us?" And he doesn't. He never said that. He never talks about it. And but they knew. They knew that's what they were gonna do. And so they lead the heroes to the guy with the wall cork and help lead them down to overhaul. Right. Uh, which this episode has been. So that's where that one ends, where it's all of them falling. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Deku and them versus the wall guy. And then, But this episode is now Lamillion. We are on episode... Yes. Lamillion's fight. This, which, to me, is probably the best episode in the series. This is what we were talking about, and I'll talk about it again later. Mm -hmm. uh, the last episode of the season, somebody was like, well, do you like this one more than that one? And I'm like, I don't know. Lamillion, I was bawling. I cried. I cried hard. Yeah, I've never like, cried you... at an anime before, except for maybe when Future Gohan dies in the Trunks movie. That's like oh, the I only other anime I can think of where like I actually weeped, and I was a little kid when I watched that. So it, I'm a 25 year old a man crying of... at an anime. <laughs> it was just such a thing of like just crying, and my mm -hmm. sister law being like, "Are you okay?" and not answering. Just sitting there stoically staring at my phone. Yeah. Not going to say anything. I mean, um, I remember a um, friend of the show and your cousin, Jake, he messaged me like 12 times at like 8.30 in the morning. He's like, dude, you got to watch right now. He's like, 
he was like, I was going to wait for the dub, but screw this, I need to watch this. And I was like, okay, this is apparently a big deal. And I'm watching the episode, and I'm like, I still remember this. I actually went out to Andy's and got ice cream before I watched the episode. And I'm sitting there, and I'm eating it. And there's the moment where uh, he's about to charge overhaul, and the other villain picks up his gun. Well, let's let's, um, let's let, break down the whole episode let's, first. Let's work through this first, real yeah. quick. So it opens with a million meeting overhaul. He catches up, um, and he's just talking with him for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then the two hit two more of the bullets drop drop down. It's uh, a drunk guy, and um, this is the other. Oh shoot! Who are the two? It's because there's or no, this is drunken truth, right? Yes, the confession one and yeah. the an equilibrium guy. Yeah, so they're like, oh, you know, he'll he'll be screwed up, and he's, like, struggling to move. But, I mean, like, right. in an instant, he takes them out. Like, he yeah. goes through the wall, does his super move, I can't remember what it's called, and just knocks them out. And it's, whew. Which then leads him to, like, chasing overhaul, which then leads them to the basement for the fight. Um, mm-hmm. Which, this entire fight, this entire, like, ten-minute stretch is just so good. Yes, it's just a really good character moment for Lemillion. There's a part where, like, they have Eerie, and they're like, you can't risk hurting the girl, blah, blah, blah. But they, they don't really know what his quirk is. And there's a mm-hmm. moment where he goes to run up and kick Overhaul, and he's holding Eerie, and her head is, like, right next to him. And he, like, phases through Eerie's head to kick Overhaul, I think, right? Is it and Overhaul, no, or is so it the other... the other... The other villain has Eerie, or Eerie. Yes. Eerie, and then he fades through, his leg fades through her, or no, he punches him, grabs her, and then kicks Overhaul, because it, like, cuts his face, because Overhaul's yeah. never been hit or something with some, like, big deal. Right. And so that was just an awesome moment of, like, you're like, oh my gosh. Right. And then that's when he turns around and fights them, uh, starts the fight with Overhaul, which leads to the basement, which leads to, like, just such a bunch of great moments. Yeah. Uh, the choreography, it, the animation, like, everything is top-notch here. Like, I think this is where they put most of their effort in, was this episode, and, like, would, the finale, along with the Red I, Riot scene. I don't fully agree with that, because there are a lot of still image moments yeah. later. I think a lot of the budget went to a fight that is in just a couple episodes, and then the finale. Oh, yes, of course, like... Yeah, I don't, I, the budget is not in this episode, which sucks, because, like... I okay, the budget may not be in this episode, but the character moment, like... It is. It, it, yeah. Vermillion has a great moment. Like, I love every scene with Vermillion in this episode. Like, he is yes. such a phenomenal character, and it does cause you to be like, well, maybe he should have gotten a quirk instead of Deku. Like, the entire time, you're like, well, maybe. Yeah, but, the end, but by the end of shot, this episode, it's like, thank God he didn't get that quirk. You know? Because, like, where would we be now? Because... Right. Um... The bullets come back into play in this episode. Which is earlier, I forgot about that. They say they've perfected five bullets that erase quirks permanently. Right. And um, there's a scene where, like, they're just showing Lemillion just destroy all these guys. They can't fight him. Like, his quirk is the perfect counter to overhaul because he can just phase through matter and it won't matter mm-hmm. to him. And Which I, then that's the... That's the good moment at the end where, you know, you've got to, a hero, every hero has a weakness to protect. Yeah. It's that a hero's job is to protect. And so. One of the villains. The choice. He, he's loading the revolver with the bullet 
And he's like, I can't shoot him. Like, he'll just, he'll just phase through the bullet. And then he points at Erie, and Lemillion sees it. And without hesitating, he dives in front of the shot, and he takes the bullet. Which, Lemillion doesn't know that that's a bullet that's going to erase his quirk. He just thinks it's going to kill her. Yes. And so thinking about that even more, I mean, he was going to take a bullet for this girl. Yes. And, I mean, like, then you get the scene where he still fights without his quirk. Right, and we see... the fight... We see the amazing flashback to him as a little boy. Like Yeah, which that's that's when I started crying. That's when the I minute, lost it. Cause it so what it does is it's his body and you see the like the blood not the blood, but like the poison going through his body, you see mm-hmm. like the red as it's like fading through and it cuts back to the flashback of his dad being like, Oh, you know, it's really hard to use your quirk. I I wanted to be here but never right. could. But he's like, I'll train you. He's like, I'll I'll, I'll teach, teach you everything you. I can. And there's a part where he, like, ties, like, a red sheet around himself like a cape. And he's mm-hmm. just a little boy running, and the music is coming in. And it's just so emotional. And I got chills watching that. And that's when I started crying because I was like, this is, like, as strong of a character moment for, like, a character like Spider-Man or Superman. I was like, like, I... Do you remember in Man of Steel when Superman, like, actually is wearing, like, as a little boy, he's wearing a sheet, and, mm-hmm. like, he's posing like a superhero? I thought of that moment, and I was like, it's awesome to see what this kid grew up to be, you know? And, like, I I loved that I saw a picture at one point, and it's, like, of Lemillion's, like, outfit, but Eerie is covering up all the zeros, and it's just the one. And I was yeah, like, there's a, that was really manga, good. On one of the manga panels, or not manga panels, um, on one of the manga volume covers, right. it's her hand over his chest, and it is just the one. I think there's a shot of that in the anime as well. Right, and I was uh, like, I that was such a good moment, because, like, yes, his goal was to save a million people, a million, but... but the fact that he could even save one means so much, and, like, like you just get so caught up in this moment and even though he gets shot and he loses his quirk, he keeps fighting and he keeps winning. Like that's the big thing is like, he's still holding his own against somebody who he has no business at this point being able to stand up to. And like, by the end of the episode, we see Deku and night eye come crashing through the wall. I believe. Right. Like that's, yeah, they finally show up. There's, I think he protects Eerie again and gets speared through, like, the side, and then Deku bursts through the wall. Right. Which then the next episode is Deku and Night-Eye fighting Overhaul, but then ending with um, Deku running away. Deku and Midoriya. Not Midoriya. <laughs> Deku and uh, Mirio running away with Eerie while Night-Eye stays behind. And then right. Night-Eye struggles to see a future where they win, and so Deku heads back to fight mm-hmm. Overhaul. And the next episode, while there's a lot that kind of happens, it is a lot of Night Eye being like, at first he's like, there was a future where I saw us winning, but now I don't see it. He's right. like, I only see our deaths. And so we get that moment where it's like Eerie and Deku back against Overhaul. <clears throat> Which then, the next episode is the one where the ceiling comes crashing in because the team up top was fighting right. uh, Overhaul absorbs we learn that he can absorb other quirks kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of weird he can like uh, he absorbs so he can destroy and recreate anything so he destroys his own body 
and this other guy's body and recreates them together, creating him into, like this big monster right. that can use the truth quirk and his own quirk, which is what leads Eerie or Eerie back in. Um, and then that's when Deku and her, she's like going up in the air. He's like escaping while the other team's coming to save them. Right. And, and that's Deku when Deku's talking about how he'll change that future that night I predicted. <laughs> Um, hinting back towards the, what was it, the third or fourth episode, where Night Eye said he probably could have done something and changed, like, his pattern of attack to win. Similar to that, like, Deku can sort of change what's happening around him just right. through, like, his sheer determination, I guess. And, um, Eerie comes with, um, Mirio's cape, which was torn off in the fight. And at this point, um, we learn that Eerie's quirk is the ability to rewind. If I'm yeah, we aren't a hundred percent sure how it works, but we know just that it rewinds. So. Right. So like, what it is is it's rewinding Deku before like he goes one hundred percent and is in pain. So Deku's not feeling any pain as long as Eerie is touching him because she can like rewind it back to like right where he's using his power, but before like the energy output like hurts his body. So basically, he can go 100% without worrying about any of the consequences right now. Yeah, so and the one thing we did forget is there was a guy named Chrono, if you remember the time guy. Okay, yeah. Because uh, uh, it was Eraserhead and Deku who charged Overhaul. Yeah. But Chrono, or Chrono was going to take Deku, but Eraserhead got in the way. And so Chrono was keeping him alive because it was a racing quirk. Yes thinking that he might want him later because so that but that's kind of jumping around but so the next episode is or during the episode we're talking about is when Deku and Eerie are charging up to the top right and he's going she's starting to re re rewind him because she her court's just like activating and so he's constantly destroying his body right and he's destroying to the point where he's using maximum power infinite 100 percent 100 percent infinite or whatever he wants to call it where he's using all of his strength to right get ready to do this fight and it is the coolest this is where all the budget went for the first half of the series the first half of the season yeah like it's this episode it is this fight because it is so it it looks like super saiyan it, yeah I'd, I'd agree it looks like it 100 percent looks like no not to the not to like the full extent but i mean his hair standing up he's glowing I mean, everything's right. gonna kind of look super saiyan-ish i mean the, one piece has it bleach has it naruto has it i mean it's it's very it's much the same thing. Power up. Yeah. But this is his, like, super power-up, and it looks sick. I mean, he fights Overhaul, and this is one of the coolest moments. I mean, like... Right. Oh, my gosh. It is just so awesome. Which then leads into, I mean, their fight goes on, and then we leads into Deku winning, and Eerie's power is still going in the next episode, and that's when Eraserhead comes up and stops her quirk. Right. Which saves Deku, because if not, she would have just potentially erase him out of existence right she just couldn't control it which is why they're so concerned mm -hmm. but um yeah deku basically just defeats overhaul in what like a minute yeah, it's not long i mean the fight it's not it's not a very long fight but i mean it's like because overhaul's like in this full like gigantic form and... right and he can't hit deku because deku can move as fast as all might could at that point yeah, he like, was like, he he threw Overhaul up in the air to minimize damage and just wrecked him. I mean, it was like, Right. Ooh. It's it's a very good moment, and it's very rewarding because 
after what happened to Mario, you're like, I want this guy to suffer. I want him. Yeah. I want him and his people to be defeated. So, for them to find a way for Deku to not only save Eerie, which was the one thing he wanted to do, but also defeat Overhaul and right everything wrong that just happened. Like, it was just very strong. Like that. That to me is probably one of the best moments of the entire show. I still lean towards Lemillion just as the character moment for the episode, but for what it's going to mean for the entire series, this was a big moment. Like, seeing Deku go 100% for the first time. Like, yeah. Huge moment. And then after that, um, so is all over. Moments, or two big moments happen in the next episode, which right. is, uh, well, three, I guess. Eraserhead stops series quirk. Um, the League of Villains... Stop and jump. So there's the T. There's the heroes moving overhaul. Right. Because he was still alive. They captured everyone from the from the Hisekai. Overhaul being transported. The League of Villains jump him. They destroy his hands, but leave him alive. Yeah. So that way, you know, he felt he because he wanted everyone to be powerless. So he had this bullet to make people powerless. And so they were like, well. You know, you wanted people to feel this way, so we'll make sure you feel this way. Right, which I thought was better than just killing him. I thought that was a better. Right. I thought that was a better end for his character, at least for now. He might come back at some point. I have no idea. Yeah, we'll see. But, but um, um, I thought that was but smart. Then, it's, then the episode ends with Night Eye dying. It's, yeah. It's that moment of Night Eye talking about how you know everyone just needs to smile. His death does suck. But right. But go on because you know you can't just. This is the first time in the series that I think uh, hero character has actually died, right? I I want. I think. I think one that we've become accustomed to. Right. That we like got to know for an extended period of time. Like this is the first time we've gotten a character death for the heroes, at least. Like, we've had moments where, like, they've been tested, and we've even seen All Might retire, but nobody's really died yet. So yeah. this was, like, the first time that Deku really sees death in this series, like, with somebody that he knows and cares about. And same for Mirio. Um, right. Which, the next episode leads into Mirio talking about how... Oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> the next episode talks about how Mirio isn't as sad because, you know... Night Eye told him he'd be a great hero. In Night Eye's last moment, he look, he touches Mirio and sees his future, and says, "You will still be a great hero." And right. so, that's just an awesome moment for both of them. Uh, you know, he's going to go on to do great things and pass on his will, yeah. which was to make another All Might, which was to make another hero that leads people to smile. And Night Eye died peacefully, knowing that Mirio was going to do that and that Deku could change the future. Yeah. So that was a good moment for them. Um, Unless, of course, Night Eye lied just to make Mirio happy, which would be awful. Well, but yeah, which who knows? Who knows? Um. So the next two episodes, or three, I'll have to. We'll see as we're. Is it the through. provisional license exam again? It is, there is two moments, and like I said, we're talking about the Mirio one because that was in this episode. Uh, but we also meet uh, Giant Tomaka. Mm-hmm. Giga, Giga Tamaka, I think is that, I don't know, who is a big deal, and there's a lot of fan theories around it, but he is um, one, or all for one's right-hand man. Right. Um, and so, 
We meet him. He, they capture Kiragiri, which is the guy who could teleport, because he was actually on a mission to go meet uh, Giga. I'm just going to call him Giga. That's as far as we're going. That's fine. <clears throat> and so we saw that Gran Torino and the cops capture uh, Kiragiri. Uh, Mirio talks with them, talks him, talks with Midori about you know why he's still smiling, why he's not as sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also when Midoriya's like, what if I told you I could give you my quirk? And Mirio's like, I don't want it, because then you'd be sad. And it was like, just that moment of like, Mirio doesn't let anything get him down. Even right. though... I love that about him so much. Like, he is the embodiment of what I picture of, like, a hero. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, heroes should always be trying to make the best out of any situation, no matter what. Like, and I love that my hero makes that a thing. Like, at the end of the day, saving people and doing it with a smile is more important than having an awesome fight or whatever. Sometimes I think that movies in America kind of get that wrong. Like, that's why I like My Hero so much. It's a, more of a return to form of what I expect superheroes to be. And Mirio is just, like, the perfect um, representation of that for me. Especially in this season. Now, so... <clears throat> We're going to kind of move through this quick. The next three, three episodes, or so the t- two in the last part of this one we're in, are the license exam again, which is just them. The only, so it's Todoroki, uh, Bakugo, and then some of the other kids from other schools who failed the license exam, and we just see them take it again. God, uh, I hated this. Uh, I didn't mind it in the manga because I felt like it went really quick, but when it took so many episodes, I was like. It was like four was, episodes. It felt more than that. I know, but um, I I didn't care about the kids. Like I was just like, I I thought. So here's the thing: there are two, there are two big things that happen in these two episodes. I I do think are important. Yeah. One, All Might and Endeavor talking. Yes, that that moment is important. So what a symbol is, and how do I be the symbol like you? Right. Which isn't the point, and that's what All Might says, is he's like, I don't know if you can be me, because I, it was just a, like, a, it, it was an anomaly, like... Yeah, it was just a thing that happened. Yeah. And it's like, and then, you should just be yourself, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, the kids, so when, they're, when we're meeting these kids, I think this is important for later, but we'll see. They talk about how these kids can use their quirks even better now, mm-hmm. and how much stronger they are, and how their quirks are kind of evolved. And so right. a lot of people are speculating, you know, this is probably something for the future, so we'll see what this means. But right. I think but that like would be future people born with quirks are going to be more powerful than the people before just because mm-hmm. um, it's being passed down genetically now. Right. Like, that's the thought. Um, so that was all that, those two episodes. So we're jumping into the school festival arc, mm-hmm. which the, the opening actually changed a couple episodes ago, but I'm going to address it here. So we talked about how Star Maker was kind of a weird opening for both of us. Right. How neither one of us were big fans. But I heard on, so I I was listening to some music, and the an English cover for this popped up on my Spotify. Mm-hmm. And the English lyrics, at least, that they translated, and I looked up a few more to see, is actually a song about just making somebody smile. Right. Which is the entire purpose of a lot of this this part of the series right which that's actually really good so if you can send me that i will listen to that um right and that was and that was the thing i was like i think the opening is much better knowing that knowing the lyrics of 
Deku's big motivation for this entire part of the arc mm-hmm. is just to get Eri to smile because they get an agreement that Eraserhead and Midori, not Midori, Miria will watch over um, Eri so that she can go right. and try to have some kind of normal life, which we'll talk about more as this, as this arc moves through, um, which will kind of be quick through a lot of this part because while things happen, it's a lot of just, this is very much the most slice of life part right. of the series because it is just them, you know, class 1A has a bad reputation because so much crap has happened to them. So many villains attack. Right. Um, all this stuff just keeps happening to them. And so the rest of the school's like, well, I feel like we're in danger because of them. And so they yep. decide to put on a concert to kind of like impress the school to be like, hey, you know, we're going to, protect you and we'll always be here you know we understand your frustration but you know blah 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 and so we also meet gentle yes i loved gentle criminal i i think he's a great villain it's followed overhaul but at the same time i think that it was needed because yeah he is and Deku says he he well i guess that's jumping ahead this arc's really hard so i'm just going to try to condense all the episodes into a us just talking about it right here. Yeah. Because it really is just them practicing, them talking about who's going to play what instrument. We see more of Gentle's activities. Um, it is Deku, like, trying to figure out, you know, how to get Eerie to, or Eerie to feel better. Right. Um, which talks about how she just wants a candy apple. Which, if you notice in the opening theme, it shows all of them making the candy apple. So yes. I'm like, man, I'm like, this opening is just intentionally being like, hey, this little girl has had a crappy life. Yeah, you should feel I mean, bad, and all she wants is just a smile, and like... Which I love that, because they make such a big deal out of why it's important to be a hero and to make people's lives better. Like, and when you look at the entire arc for what it is, they accomplish that goal. But again, the week-to-week aspect of it, I'm like, this is taking a while to get this point across. Like... Everything's happening roughly at the same time, the day of the actual festival. Like, I think it's like three or four episodes that Gentle and Deku are fighting while everything at the school is going on, and I'm like... So, the arc is six episodes long, which I know, that's, I mean, watching it weekly, that did suck. This is why I fell behind and got caught up, because I got That's what I did. I just said, you know what, I'm going to wait till this arc is over, and I'm going to watch everything all at once, because, um... I just don't have the energy to wait. I want to binge this because I was like, this is probably going to be the end of the season. I figured this season was going to end specifically with Eerie smiling, but then we got one more. Well, we got two more episodes, but we'll talk about those in a minute. So I want to just talk through these really kind of quick. I thought the concert was weird. Cool. I thought the concert was cool because the song's in English. Yeah, which kind of shocked me. I was not expecting that. But I actually really like that because now I can understand the music. Right. Um, but I thought, so just kind of like the big moments because Gentle is such a cool, I thought he was like a really cool villain mm-hmm. to be like the counter to Deku because Gentle was a hero. Right. But he wanted to be a hero, but he failed he out of school. He wanted to be dumb. Yeah. He, he failed he was out dumb of too. school and it was like, okay, well, if I can't be a hero, then I'm going to be renowned as a villain. But like, yeah. He's not really a bad guy. He just wants to be famous. He like, just wants to be known. He wants to be written about in the history books because I think I yeah. think it was in his flashback. They're like nobody's gonna remember you or something, and so mm-hmm. that led into madness. He met the girl. I can't remember what her name is. Uh, uh, 
La Brava. Yeah. And them, their relationship I thought was really, like, nice, and how he, like, he lied to the cops to protect her, and he's, like, right. brainwashed her, and, you know, she was, the way she was talking, they were like, this is, a, like, a brainwash case, it's closed and shut. And yeah. Like, what I loved about this was, I was just like, you know what he is? He's just, like, a YouTuber in the My Hero Academia world. Like, that, he's yeah. just trying so hard to, like, be known, like, he's just trying to, like do everything he can to be known, which I thought was a really cool idea. Instead of just, like, trying to be as ruthless and as evil as possible, he just wants people to know who he is. So he's just, like, uploading his misdeeds on, like, YouTube and stuff. I'm like, this is, like, what a egotistical villain in the real world would probably do. Right, and also in this arc, um, one other quick thing happens of Deku getting the gloves Yes, I don't remember from, how to explain it, but he can shoot um, he can air shoot air, air out of them because um, All Might is teaching him to use his fingers to flick air. And it's like, well, I have an idea, so um, is it Mai Hatsume? Is that her name? I think so. She is like, oh, I can help you with that. And she comes up with the gloves, which we actually saw in the, the new movie. movie. And I was like, okay, that's cool that they're actually showing this off before we actually get to see it. And then he's working on using it and everything, and we actually get to see him start using it in this fight. And I really like the idea that he can, like, shoot air bullets. Like, I'm like, that's actually really cool. Now, let's get to the point where, like, you're, like, like, shoving hurricanes at people. Like, because that's coming at some point. Like, Deku's going to be able to do everything All Might can do at some point. But, like, I like right. that we're getting towards that goal. And I love that they, like, mentioned that All Might actually used equipment at one point, but it kept breaking because he was too physical of a fighter or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And it was like, this is actually really clever because, like, Deku being such a huge fan, he's like, oh, I got to find out where this clip is of him, like, using this equipment because I've never seen it before. I didn't know this. And it's yeah. like, um, that's where, like, the T comes into play. Um, that they're having that Gentle also likes to drink which is why he's going to this tea shop and then he's going to invade UA when their festival is going on. That's all he wants right. to do. Well, Deku went to go buy rope and then something else, which we're not told, but it's the candy apple stuff because they're not going to have any. Right. So he's like, I'm going to make her a candy apple because that's what she wants. Yeah. And when she dropped, it's golden tips. Um, That was the tea yeah. Or gold tips. and But that was the thing of, like, Deku drops that while fighting Gentle. So he's, like, super late for the performance. Right. And it's him running back and forth of, like, fighting him. And he's got to go back to get it. and goes back to the school for the performance so Eerie can see him. Um, and then the, the arc ends with him, Mirio, talking to her. Mirio, Deku, and her talking. And she's mm-hmm. like, he's like, yeah, I just couldn't find her one. And Deku's like, oh, yeah, here, I made this. Or I found her one, and it, it's, like, it's the... Inner monologue of, oh, yeah, I made this, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's why it was in the bag. And so it's like, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Um, and so I thought I thought the art was a good after overhaul. And I think the moment that I would really say signifies this is during the concert where you see overhaul shadow blown away from Aerie. Is, yeah. This arc was just a refresh. Like, it yeah, was it, a... It's a let-me-up arc. Like, yeah. after all this, You've gone like, through something so dark and depressing right. that, you know... We're, we're, we we're, a, we're we resetting reset. the pace here. That's the point of this arc, is to sort of pause and let things, like, go back to normal for a little bit. A lot of anime do this, like, after um, 
after the Namek saga in Dragon Ball Z, for example, you had, like, Gohan just waiting on his dad to come home and everything. And, like, it, it slows down the pace so that they can build it back up and make the villains, when they show up, mean more. Because right. otherwise, all it's going to be is, well, this villain has to be more deadly than the next, which isn't necessarily the case. We just need to go without a villain for a while. Shows do this all the time, which I thought was really clever um, of the writer to have an arc like this still centered around the central character of the season in Eerie, because both arcs revolve around her in different ways. First is the rescue, and the second is giving her that normal life that she deserves, which I thought was really good. I loved that, um, what's her name, Jiro, is the lead singer. Um, oh, yeah. I liked I liked her moment, too, where she's like, I don't really want to be a singer. I want to be a hero. I didn't want to disappoint my family. And they're like, you could never disappoint us for wanting to be a hero. And I mm -hmm. thought that that was also a really strong moment. And she gets to still be a hero and still do what she loves as well with, like, playing in front of a crowd. I was like, this is actually a strong character moment for a character that we don't get a whole lot out of. Same with Red Riot earlier in the season with his fight with um, Fat Gum. Like, yeah, I, I like really... that characters are getting moments. It's more than just the big three, and then, like, you also have Ida and Yuraka on the on the outside as well. Like, they're starting to expand the cast and give them more time, which is good, because it's desperately needed, I think. Yeah. And so, this festival ends, and the next two episodes, um, we're going to bundle to one. So yeah. it is the billboards where we learn the new top ten heroes with Endeavor being number one, and we meet Hawks. Yes. Which we saw him in Heroes Rising, and I like his English dub voice a lot, where, of course, we're watching sub because the dub isn't caught up. Right. But I really like Hawks. Hawks is one of my favorite characters yeah, currently I'm, in the manga. Yeah, I'm quickly starting to like him a lot from where I'm at in the manga. I'm like, this guy is going to be a big player for the manga and the anime moving forward. Like, we're going to see him a lot. Yeah, so Endeavor gives his challenge. Um, they're all like, what What do you want to say for being the number one? It's just like, just watch me. Yeah. And we see that, and that leads into the next episode where Hawks is telling uh, Endeavor that he heard that in his hometown that uh, no moves were attacking. Right. And he Endeavor thinks he's just kind of messing with him. Like, these are just rumors, but then they get attacked. Or that's not the next episode. That's in the same episode. Yeah. Um, they're having lunch or dinner or whatever at the top of the building, and Hawks sees that Anomu's coming out of nowhere to attack him and strikes Endeavor. And right. that's where that episode ends. And then the next episode is Endeavor and Hawks versus Anomu, which we yep. see a lot of Hawks' court. We see how his wings, his feathers are all each individual, so he can control them. Get them to he's do whatever like saving people who are like being knocked out of this building and everything. And he's also like just trying to distract this Nomu so that Endeavor can try to burn it alive and kill it. Yeah. Like, this is a very unique fight compared to everything else that we've ever seen, really, so far. It's usually on the ground, just throwing punches at each other. This one's very much aerial combat, projectiles, like... And this this episode is the one that a lot of people think is their favorite, and I really like Endeavor. I think it's a great episode. I think it's a great ending point for the season. It's of... a great character moment for Endeavor, because we're starting to finally learn more about why he is the way that he is and it's right. good for shoto as well because he talks about his quirk at one point while he's fighting he's like if i get too hot my body starts to deteriorate Overheat. and that's why uh, and he's like that shoto... was the reason 
that was the reason. And it cuts to um, Shoto's mom, and then it cuts to Shoto and showing like the fire and ice. And I was like, this makes so much more sense now as to why he would do something like that, is to try to design a hero that would be able to use his power to its full extent without his weakness and drawback. I thought that was really a cool way of showing that because he mentions that in the manga, but when you see it, like the way that he's explaining it, it makes a lot more sense. And I thought it was really right. strong. And, and during season two, Shoto mentions before he's using the fire court mm-hmm. that there's a limit to how much ice he can produce because he'll freeze or he'll like, he needs like warm back up. Right. And so the cork balances it. But I think there's another moment that we need to touch on because it's a future setup. Right. Is, um, but at the beginning of the episode, before the fight really breaks out, we see his ex-wife or his wife in the hospital, and their two other kids are talking with her. Mm-hmm. You know, how can you forgive him? How can anyone forgive him? Because he's the new number one. Right. And she's like, well, I think he's trying because he's bringing me these flowers that I mentioned once off. So, you know, he does care. He's trying to for, he's trying to forgive his past while also looking ahead to the future. Right. And I think it's a good moment for Endeavor. I think a lot of this episode is good Endeavor stuff. I mean, yes, the animation I would agree. Gorgeous. I, I love mean, the fire. Like, it's animated oh, beautifully. Um, oh there's parts where, like, you have the black lines and, like, it's just zooming in on Endeavor's face as he's, like, punching at the Namu. And I'm like, and he's just getting his own plus ultra moment here. Like, yeah, he's like, I hate, he's like, I hate the school motto, but I'm going to say it. And he knows yeah. it's promised burn or something. Yeah. Promised burn. And it's like plus ultra promised burn. And it's just, oh, it's gorgeous. He stands up at the end with his fist hold, held high where he's mm-hmm. defeated. Um, during the fight, half his face gets, like, destroyed. Right, right Burns over his star. eye, similar to his son. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is really strong. But, like, at one point, um, there's a news reporter in the episode. She's like, there's no hope. Time yeah, back to the, the first kid... episode. And then there's a kid who's, like, his big biggest fan or whatever that we see, I think, in the previous episode as well, like, when he shakes his hand. Yeah, and he's like, you've changed. But you've he's changed. like, look. And he's like, no, he's still up there. He's fighting for us, you know. As long as there's still flame, there's still hope. And I was like, that's a great line. I yeah. loved that. I was like, okay, like, don't don't be afraid. Like, Endeavor is still fighting. At one point, Endeavor can't move his own body, and Hawks is, like, helping him project himself forward with his flames and the feathers so that he yeah. can catch the Nomu. And, like, well, Hawks... Hawks' speed can match the Nomu, but Endeavor was right. flying with just the fire. So right. Hawks combines his uh, feathers with right. uh, Endeavor's fire so that he can match the speed mm-hmm. of... And, it, I, like, that entire moment is just awesome. Like, the entire yeah. episode, I think, is a great episode. I think it's a great fight. I think it's awesome. I, I genuinely enjoy it. I think it's a good in-cap to the season to be like, yeah. here's what's coming next. And I that, thought those, that like, was going to start season five. I did not think we I were mean, getting that for season four. I did, too, but I, I think... I think they were like, well, we need to end it with teasing what's coming next, which they also do. Did yes. you, you saw the after credit scene, right? Yes, I did, where Deku is asleep. And, and he um, sees the previous users, uh, well, <laughs> he sees people. He sees and, some people in a dream. Yeah. And those people who've read the manga will know what we're talking about. But, but he um, does say, so you're the ninth. So we know that's the previous users, because I guess we didn't right. know that. Because um, we see... Uh, All Might's Master. 
Right. She's there. And, then and we see that some, some people are actually missing in the lineup because they're supposed to... If he's the ninth, then there should be eight other people, but I think we only see six? Because All Might's not standing in the lineup. Yeah. And, and then well, the second or the third one is missing, I think. I'd have to go back. Well, we'll... Because the one guy reaches out for Deku's hand, and right. Deku, the, Deku wakes up with the window destroyed, and his quirk has been activated, and um, that's how the season ends. It's like, well, what was that all about? And it's like, to be right. continued in season five. So I think this was a great season. I think I agree. I think season. I think all of it works, especially when we're talking back through it. I think if I got to watch this all just as binging, I would have mm-hmm. thought it was even better. And that's why I felt the manga. I was like, yeah. I liked. All of this in the manga, I didn't like it week to week, but right. getting to read through it all quick and watching it all quick, I think it all works. It all flows really well. I think choosing these two arcs was a good idea. And then mm-hmm. ending it with the beginning of the Pro Hero arc and the other thing kind of leads to, you know, you get to figure out, you know, what's going to happen, what could happen in season five. Right. And so I think I think this arc overall is one of the, or this season overall is one of the stronger ones because of it. Um, I don't know how I rank it because each episode kind of like moves around. I think the series, the season overall is great. And I mean, it's, I think it's a great continuation. Yeah. I'd say it's definitely one of the better seasons of my hero from what I'm remembering of the entire series. The arcs are strong, especially when you watch them all together. And mm-hmm. then there are episodes within those arcs where those individual episodes are just very strong, especially Especially the overhaul arc, there's like three or four episodes in there that I'm like, these episodes represent what this series is all about. Right. And then, of course, you have the season finale, which is also very good. You have the actual performance at the festival, like, in the intro and all of that making sense and tying up that story. Like, this is very much the eerie season, and it works so well because you get two arcs focused on this one character and how all these people are trying to save her and then give her that life that she deserves they want to see her smile they want to show her that the world is not a dark place and i loved that the entire theme revolves around you being a hero in your own way which i thought was great because endeavor's trying to do the same thing even in the final episode he's like i need to be like all Might," and then that's not what it is just watch me and i was like okay this is really strong Overall, I'd give this season probably a nine, maybe even a ten, if I had to rank I, it like as a as a thing, like giving it a number score. I it's high. Yeah, I, I it's hard because I don't. I did really enjoy a lot of it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of slow moments, which sure. I, I like slow moments a lot in series two. It's just hard. I would have to think about it more, and I would want to wait. I, I mean, I I'd say like an eight to nine. I'd agree on that. Yeah, um, it's just hard when like comparing because I like all of the show. I mean, there are of course episodes I'm like, okay, those are a little slow. In the beginning of the series, I had some slow moments too. But like yeah. overall, I think it's a. I Once everything like, gets oh. going, though, it, it's the best my hero has done. Yeah. Now I am see, I, reading the manga. I'm curious how much I like season five, depending on what they do. Yeah. But, well, I mean, they could do three arcs in one season. I don't we'll, think yeah. that they will. But then we're going to get to... Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I don't know. But, so, we'll wrap this up with... Mm-hmm. It's a great season if you haven't... Yes, if you're, it is. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, what are you doing? But, um, yeah, I would I would, I would, would strongly suggest you actually watch the season. Um, 
Yeah, don't just listen to us. I mean, we don't do it justice. I'm no, fine. we don't. We can't. We we'd be here for hours if we were trying to go in depth to each episode. Like that would take way too long. Like, wa- watch the season. Like, even if you've already yeah. watched it, watch it all as like one thing. If you have the time, watch like three episodes a day or whatever, and go through the season again, especially on those yeah. episodes that You're are slower. You're all in What do you? What do you? What do yeah, you, you have time. Like maybe you started season four and you're like, oh, you know, I just want. I don't know. I don't know why you're watching this if you haven't watched the season. But anyway, um, um, that's pretty much it for today's episode on the My Hero Academia season four review. Brandon, do you have any uh, closing words for everybody? Um, I'm excited for season five. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's hopefully it can be as good. We'll see. Um, but I uh, hope you enjoyed watching us and listening to us. I know it's all weird because of us having to do it this way, but I hope you're having a hope you're enjoying it. Yep. Thank you all so much.